Yes, Michael Chamis is joining us for all the news in Rugby League, and he's on the line right now. Hello, Michael. How are we? We've made very, very well. Uh, only, what, uh, this weekend, next weekend, and it's all over at Red Rover for another season, but it doesn't stop uh, the news and controversy and everything else. Um, we were just talking about um, an issue here with the video referees button. They've got one job. Um, the Ford passes last night. Uh, wow. That, that That's something that we probably haven't touched on a lot. I, I touched it on a on it off the top of the program. They're lucky last night that it didn't affect the result of that game between the Broncos and the Warriors. What are the, what's the NRL saying and what are they going to do to eliminate these obvious mistakes from the match officials? Well, we know for a number of years now they've been testing this microchip in the ball and trying to get this forward pass technology implemented in the game. But unfortunately, they've now shelved those plans to introduce... Uh, introduced the microchip. It hasn't worked to the way that they wanted it to, and the NRL has, has now stopped exploring the prospect of, of using that or some sort of satellite assistance to, to rule on forward passes. So it, it opens the door for the NRL over the off-season now to reassess its position that the bunker cannot rule on forward passes because last night was a disgrace. And I know Brisbane ran away with it in the end, but at that point they went from 24-12 to 30-12, and if it was a forward pass, they, the Warriors are a chance of going down the other end and scoring in the changes the context of the match. Now, I'm not saying for one minute that Brisbane wouldn't have went on to win, but it was a, a huge call or a non-call in the context of that game. It basically ended the Warriors' chances of, of trying to get back in that game. So, yeah, I, I think the NRL will look at it over the summer. And if you look at some of the decisions they do make in the bunker about whether a ball is tapped backwards or tapped forwards from kicks, we're looking at virtually the same thing, really. It's, it's whether or not mm-hmm. the ball has gone forward. So... I don't see the issue with the bunker then involving itself in try-scoring situations to say, you know what, that is a hell or that is that is blatantly forward. Ma- 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 I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell you what the issue is, right? With, with this, and I don't know why it still happens, but the touch judges go back and mark the ten meters, right, with the referee. Now we've got a bloke in the grandstand who is apparently when he's not inviting his partner into the um, the box is supposed to be adjudicating on. Um, and helping out the referee with tackle count and everything else. Surely the bloke up in the box can say, hey, listen, Latrell Mitchell's been offside the last two sets of six. Let the touch judges do the job, given they don't seem to do a lot these days, rather than mark the 10 like we're seeing at the moment. Keep them in line with the play so they can pick up the forward passes because there's no communication between the touch judges. From time to time, both of them will be back marking the 10 metres, so there's no one there picking up the forward passes. Do you sort of see where I'm coming from? Yeah, look, I take your point. And sometimes it happens in the run of play, like yesterday. It's, it seems sort of breaks away. It's hard to keep track of. I, I take your point on it, but I, it's the, frustration, the frustration is that sometimes they're looking around at other things and they may miss it, which you can understand. But the fact that they then don't have an opportunity to, to look at something that they have, may have missed in the, in the run of play, it's, it's just a biggest belief when yeah. we put so much emphasis and time into actually allowing our officials to use technology. It just it doesn't make sense. And I wouldn't be surprised if this whole notion that we cannot rule on forward passes from the bunker, that's a, abolished over the summer. Oh, I think they've got to do it. Got I it. mean, mate, the, the bunker was brought in to stop the howlers. Well, there was a howler last night. I said last night in the call, there was another one earlier this year where I think uh, Billy Walters passed to, it might have been Pia Kura or someone like that, about a metre forward and he scored a try. I mean... I don't, I don't mind the ones that you know might have just floated a little bit forward or might, might be, you know, 
10 centimetres forward or something. Let them go if they let them go, but not, not howlers like that. That, that was, that's embarrassing for yeah. our game. Well, and it's gonna and it's gonna cost the referee any chance he had of maybe refereeing the grand final. You would think Adam G gets the grand final. He's got to get Michael. Well, and you'd also think it'd be used as a highlight reel for this American game. I'd love that try. Love oh, hundred percent. <laughs> but but in all seriousness, if the refereeing appointments come out on Tuesday and Adam G is not the referee for the grand final, you know what? Put, I've been saying it all year. Put the broom through the people running the referee. Seriously. Well, Dave, you'll like, be back on I, I, I've made the point that there's a, you know, the, the, the boys club, as it's referred to to me, uh, being run in the referees and has been for a, quite a number of years now. Well, you know what? Time for a change in the guard. Adam G deserves the grand final. If he doesn't get it, it'll be an absolute bloody disgrace. Uh, Michael, we were discussing the Cowboys and the Val Holmes stuff yesterday. And I was talking, and Paul Gallen made the point. He reckons that the Cowboys would have got together with the NRL about this fine and also the suspension he's got because I said, I don't understand why the Cowboys have to take take some sort of action against him after the NRL has already taken action against him. So he got a $25,000 fine, I think. Is it, I don't know if it's suspended. <laughs> Probably not. And a one-week's uh, suspension. Well, But they're now saying the Cowboys might come down on him as well. I don't quite understand that. Yeah, why are the well, Cowboys coming down on him? brought it up. Darryl, because I was listening to you guys yesterday with Salty talk about this, and one thing that has sort of gone under the radar with the CBA negotiations is they've actually changed the rules, and I'm I'm very confident this is the case. I'm doing my research on it at the moment, but regardless of what the Cowboys fine him, the rules now state that the player cannot be fined, cannot pay more than what the highest amount that he is uh, he's sanctioned for. So, for example, the NRL has charged him or fined him twenty five thousand dollars. If the Cowboys then go and find him $30,000, all he has to pay is $30,000 in total. The, first, the initial one is then disregarded. And we know that the maximum that they can find him is, is $50,000. So if the Cowboys do come over the top and just say they go, here's another twenty-five, dollars Valentine Holmes doesn't pay the $50,000. He'll only pay twenty-five. Whatever the highest amount is will be his punishment, which is it doesn't make sense. It's, this it's, is like the Keystone Cops, isn't it? I mean, what what the hell are they talking about? Mate, I, look, I, I'm a simple bloke, but if the NRL has come in and they find him $25,000 and, and and suspended him for a week, I don't understand why the Cowboys have to come in and, and act tough and gazump them. What, why? Hmm. Oh, it's optics, isn't it, Darrell? It's all about the optics to say that they are, they're doing something and they don't stand for what he did. It, it, it means nothing. You're right. Like They just get together and make a... Come up with a punishment that's suitable, not just sit there and say we've ticked the box, we've punished him, you've punished him, we've all punished him. It's it's all optics. The one, the one I love, and I said it to Salty yesterday, when they hand down the big suspension and or fine, and they put out the release, and it says here, you know, Mark Piggyridell, fifty thousand dollar fine, ten game suspension. Uh, half of the fine is suspended, suspended. and <laughs> half of the suspension is suspended. They bury that at the end of the, the press release. If you're going to fine someone, suspend someone, fine them and suspend them, figure you're with me. Yeah, but I never got fined that much. Uh, Michael. <laughs> you deserved it. You got off though, <laughs> for what you did. Michael, uh, what's the latest with Benny Hunt? You know, he, he, there's still talk about leaving the Dragons. The club have denied his request earlier this year. What's going on? Yeah, well, I was at the St George Lee's Club during the during the week. Was your, your good mate Flanner had a uh, organised a function with about fifty or sixty of the clubs, you know, board members, staff members, sponsors, potential sponsors, and some of us grubs in the media were also invited along to to have a listen. He, he, he invited Mark Taylor and Mark Coin to have a chat, and it, it eventually was open to the floor. And one of the potential sponsors asked Shane, well, he said to Shane Flanagan, and I, I'm yeah, he, he was 
pretty disappointed with the behaviour of Ben Hunt over the last six months and the things he said about the club and his unwillingness to, to uh, you know, a lack of desire to, to wear the red V and wanting to go home to Brisbane. And he said, I'd rather someone, a young kid, even if it was a young kid, someone who loves the club and wants to play for the club, get that jersey. Now, look, out of respect for Flano, he didn't want the events that unfolded there to, to get out publicly, but he, he addressed it at the time. But reality is, Flano is caught in a difficult situation. This is his best player. He's been in the wilderness for so many years now, finally gets his chance, and he's going to be judged on wins and losses. Now, he doesn't have the luxury of letting someone like Ben Ben Hunt go. So I understand his situation, but this is getting out of hand now. Every time Ben Hunt gets asked about it, he he leaves the door open for a possible exit, and it's in his hands. If Ben Hunt keeps carrying on, this is going to force the Dragons' hand, which is a difficult situation for Shane Flanagan to be in right now because he's... He's going to live and die by the results. And we know the Dragons fans are not the most patient bunch. They've had some, you know, plenty of years of mediocrity now. But Ben Hunt holds the key. And I hope for Shane Flanagan's sake, he can turn the club around over the off-season. But it's going to be wins and losses that determine whether or not Ben Hunt is in a happy place. And someone needs to tell him to pull his head in and, and stop saying these things about the club and stop giving the fans reason to doubt his commitment to the club because it, it is it is getting out of hand. And I, I think the point was made on... Uh, at the at the lunch on uh, on Friday, that Ben Hunt will be getting a word to from from some of his uh, closest advisors. Uh, quote unquote. Shane Flanagan told me that he was absolutely brilliant on Friday. What did you think of his performance? Was he good? Well, there's some jokes. Oh, again, apparently he did some of his best work there many years ago at St George Leaf Club. Mm. So he was, he was in a place that was familiar familiar to him in a good environment. And you know what? It was impressive. I actually have to commend Shane Flanagan for what he did, the initiative, bringing people together. It's been a faction, a fractioned club for so long now. And even uh, Chris O'Keefe, the 2GB drive host, you, know, you guys know very well, he stood up in front of the room and said to Shane Flanagan that for the first time since 2009, when Wayne Bennett arrived at the club, we finally have confidence in the guy leading, in the guy wow. leading us at the helm at the moment. So... I know we're in, what, we're not even in October, we're September and we're a long way from winning games of football, but there is this confidence that Shane Flanning is starting to instill and uniting the club, which has been, you know, as Tiggy as knows, he's played there. It's been fractured for a long time and only really Wayne Bennett has been able to unite them. Mate, I'm interested in the uh, media blokes he got there to suck up to. Like, who was there besides you? <laughs> well, because you can't suck up to them. The Morning Herald was there, David Riccio, Michael Carianas from the Daily Telegraph. Chris O'Keefe, as I mentioned, and Lara Pitt was hosting, and I think uh, Mitch Jennings from the Mercury as well. So he, he knows oh, what he's doing. What, a, he's, what he's, about he's, me, yeah. Michael? Why didn't I get an invitation? <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> Come on, Michael. I want an exclusive for the column. I, I think he thought you were coming, Mark, and he uh, he felt as though uh, he might not be in, a, in comfortable territory given some of the things he's written about you lately. You know what? We're, we're in a good space at the moment, um, Phil and Oh, you're good. You're mates now. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say mates, but we're in a good space. Oh, as good as you and Webby after that footy show cross. Oh yeah. No, well, see, I said that we had Webby on yeah, last week to promote his book, the Wayne Bennett book, and I said, "Is there a chance that we can, you know, have another a clash on on telly?" And he said, "Oh, you've just been running scared." I said, "No, no, no, I haven't been invited back." <laughs> I mean, the highest ratings for the Sunday sin bin. Then they put Salty on, who's, "Oh yeah, I agree with you. I agree. It's just agree, 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 agree." You need some, you know, you need someone on there to fire back at you blokes. I mean, I give it to you last time you, I was on there. You didn't like that. What's, what's happened there? I mean, this is just wrong. You, you've gone there. And are you saying they had the highest ratings on the Sunday Absolutely. they've ever had? Ever had. More you've views, got, streams and everything. I've been punted. And you've got... Yeah, popped. Ah.
I think there's well, people you in there you know this generation, you. mate. We don't like you putting our plates. So you come in there, you ruffle, ruffle the feathers, and we yeah. let the bosses know we don't want you around. That's how it works these oh, days. Well, you need to toughen up, Michael. I'm your biggest supporter. So you're giving it to Mikey. You've given it to Salty. You're giving it to Webby. Oh, and then they let Brainy on. <laughs> oh, well, Gus Wallen does a better job than you. Oh, Gus Wallen? Can't he get a gig? Gus now leave Gus alone. Oh, Gussie Wallen. We're losing Good. mates everywhere oh, here. No, I, by the, oh, just for the record, I love every single one of those blokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Gus Wallen, I'm tight. Oh, yeah. Got you yeah. for life. Yeah. Michael Chammers, brilliant. Andrew Webster, great yeah. book. Yeah. Leave, he brushed. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm available. I'm available for a fee. Anyway, thank you very much. Hey, Michael, this is probably the last time we speak to you, so thank you for all your efforts again in season 2023. Um, And if you're out at the grand final next week, which you will be, make sure you pop up and see us. And you'll have to come to our post-season celebration on the Monday as well for a little drinky-poo as well. I don't think we want any press there. Thanks. No, no. No press. Zero. Michael's one of our men. Yeah, mate. Until someone gets his shirt Still in the press. Are you suggesting Michael will be sending information to another publication so it ends up at the collar? Not at all. Well, Michael's rock solid with us. He's our man. Good on you, Mick. Talk soon, bud. I got you, boys. See you later. Thank you. There you are. There he is, Michael Chambers.